I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi folks, have a good day today. Let me the first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now before we begin, I must note that I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist. If you're our daughter to be diagnosed with autism, please see a physician. I only speak based on my experiences. I also have the right to the intro natural. They are found on danielbooking.com and mediafiresound.com. I also have a mission statement I'd like to review with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think are disabilities. People on spectrum are not broken and do not need to be fixed. Those who have conditions or abilities want to be pitied, there's nothing to be sorry about. I also have some paid for the following. We have gotten new sponsors for the ARAR Summerfest. They are the Bedford Federal Bank in Bedford, Indiana, Christy Vaughn, ARAR Secretary April Peters, Walmart in Bloomington, Indiana, Target in Bloomington, Indiana, Big Woods, and the Bloomington, Indiana Bagel Company. We appreciate the help your companies are doing. Right now, we need to look at Dependable Dave. Dependable Dave is our local waste removal that is not my going to get your trash. He is so nice that he even gave us two dancers to the ARAR Summerfest. If you need your trash picked up after you bag it, he is your guy. We must now go to Canada and look at Creative Dynamics Virtual Services. Owned by the sweet mother, Brittany Ashley, Creative Dynamics Virtual Services believes in helping people. You can take it from me because they donate to ARAR and they also assist entrepreneurs with a focus on social impact and creating truly profitable businesses. Creative Dynamics Virtual Services offers brilliant Canadians dedicated to giving each aspiring business owner and entrepreneur the specialized help they need to scale new heights. And there are some people i like to thank. First, like always, I must thank my latest guest, Armando Bernal, C240, a different path to Armando Bernal. But it was great to see you again, my friend. Thank you for coming on the show. I have to brag that our amazing ARAR friend, Amanda Mamayana on C229, Broken is Beautiful, featuring Amanda Mamayana, had her first headliner show. Make sure to congratulate this amazing woman. ARAR is so proud of you, Amanda. Be sure to follow Amanda on all of her social media apps. I'd also like to say that as of now, I am 21. Thanks to all who wished me a happy birthday. Your support is noticed. ARAR has established two links. We start off by speaking to Angels and Doves, a national anti-bullying program that tours the country to increase awareness of the negative impacts and repercussions of bullying. The train's goal is to give participants the confidence to speak out about bullying in any situation or environment. Daryl Stern, a child actor who also serves as a CEO of the Stern Marketing Agency, was also visited. You'll make over 200 videos in only three days with him there. More than 60 movies can be edited into two versions in just one evening and the following day. They will be available on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We could possibly work together with them at some point in the future. Also, ARAR has a new PSA video called our Neuroscientist View. Be sure to go to my YouTube channel and check it out. An extra thanks goes to Maury Zelkovich for giving me the content and Kyle Barboza for being my narrator. I also got to see our pals Chris and Tony Gonzalez when I commented with them at the Jay County Fair, and I even got to meet the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. I had a blast. ARAR spoke with audiences at the Time Station and the Bluebird in advance of our ARAR Summerfest. Even our buddies, the Hairbangers Ball, were there. Giving away tickets to Summerfest was a blast. It is still possible for you to obtain yours. Especially grateful to Misty Hart and Dave Kubiak for allowing us to set up there. We've also met with the Fowls one last time before our Summerfest. We appreciate you guys letting us use our grounds. I did give a speech in Orlando, Florida for the Making Schools Work Conference in 2023. The Making Schools Work Conference offers administrators, teachers, and other personnel from the county and state education organizations the chance to advance their careers. We discussed the importance of teachers being attentive. Even better, we got to see Jen Hardy, our friend. I had a terrific time at the conference and with her. An extra thanks goes to Rebecca Holt for inviting us. We reconnected with the Doug 
Flutie Foundation buddy Liz Monroe when we were in Florida. We may hold a Flutie 5K race in the future after consulting with them. Be on the lookout for that. ARR also had our monthly board meeting. Through this meeting, we decided that we are going to try to have another band play before the all-access band at Summerfest. Stay tuned to learn who the band is. I was also interviewed by Brooklyn Lambright IUTSV News Station while I was in Florida. The link to read the article is below the show notes, and extra thanks goes to Brooklyn Lambright for doing the story for our company. I also have a new blog, You Thought You Knew Me. Feel free to read it on my blog spot and it is the very first one. Also, I did another speed networking event called Nina Guest Networking Event through Angel Tussie. I did make some connections and some pals too. And since the last episode, I've been on three podcasts. They are the Teenage Thoughts Podcast with the Nova Studio, the Spread Good Vibes Podcast with Denise Garrett, and Why Not Me, the World Podcast with Tony Manter. What great podcast, everyone. About that time, y'all, where we officially draw for a new shirt coming out. And we got our names. So the winner is Rob Childs from a Fighter Story podcast. Let's all give him a round of a hand. That's awesome, Rob. I'm glad you won, buddy. And we'll definitely be in touch to see what that shirt's going to look like. Now, folks, we'll be right back right here and add from the barn on Maryland Ridge. So let's get to it. There is a hidden gym in eastern Greene County, folks. Fowler's Pumpkin Patch and the barn on Maryland Ridge Wedding Barn. Autism Rocks and Rolls is very proud to tell you about our friends, Perry and Renee Fowler, and their place of business. Both Fowler Pumpkin Patch and the barn on Maryland Ridge is a relaxing drive approximately 15 minutes from the heart of Bloomington, Indiana, and an hour south of Indianapolis. You can find them at 5347 South Green County Line Road, Bloomington, Indiana, 47403. The property has numerous picture locations, including several rolling fields, antique tractors, red and rustic barns, trees, and much more. Customized wedding packages are offered on their website. The surrounding area also provides several hotels in which to have your guests stay for your destination wedding. Also, Fowler's Pumpkin Patch is a family-owned and operated seasonal pumpkin patch. It's the perfect place to take your family for some fall fun. Enjoy picking out pumpkins, hay rides, a corn maze, and a petting zoo. Call the Fowlers today at 812-327-4895 or 812-325-6022. All right, folks, we're back, and yes, you might hear the words I do at this wedding barn. Now, today's episode will be about something that is important in the autism world, but really not in the autism world, too, because a lot of people in general are not the best at this. That is decision-making. And decision-making is valuable to this world because that's what makes your life your life. We could look out for others, of course, but we have to have our own individuality as well. And the way to have our own individuality is with making decisions. Now, some of Spectrum are not the best with decisions because they cannot handle the long await. And when I say long await, I'm talking about thinking about something for hours and hours since we don't feel like we could take a break from the decision. We cannot come back and make it. We're making it now or it's never getting decided. And everything has to be right. We cannot feel any emotions. We have to take the time to sit down and look at the full Mona Lisa. If we're blindsided with our emotions, there's no looking at all of Mona Lisa. We can only look at her face. When we're only looking at her face, our thinking is ineffective because we don't know what else to do. And with emotions, one emotion we cannot feel is rush. If we're rushed to making the decision, it's too fast, which might not be effective for someone on the spectrum. They might need a deadline. And if we have a deadline... We'll get that article to you. Now, the definition of decision-making is the steps of looking and processing information to make a choice, which can be kind of an issue. As we all know from listening to this podcast and viewing the world, everyone thinks differently. So when someone does something differently than what we would do, it's confusing because we believe that this is the only way to do it. It's 
my way's right, in my opinion. If you want to stare at me or gossip behind my back, then whatever. But it's what we have to do in order for us to know that this decision was right. No matter what your opinion is, it's our opinion that only matters at this time frame. I believe that this is an issue with the autism because we are scared of the outcome. I know I was saying earlier, my opinion only matters in the time frame. Well, believe it or not, we're actually saying it because we're scared. There's a hidden fear that the decision was inaccurate. This was a decision that nobody, and I mean nobody, would do. When this is concurring, in our brains, there is an electric guitar player smashing their guitar on us 24-7. They're pretty cool when they're smashing their guitar, but some do it out of anger and despite. Well, that's the way we feel. We're smashing our heads in anger and despite because we're so scared of that outcome going to affect us in the next five years. We're not just looking right now. We're going to look into the future, too, when we're making a choice. If it's a choice that may be good for now, but not down the road, yeah, we may not do it. But what if it's good for down the road and not now? Well, it's still hard for us. There's no now versus future in our minds. It is a bigger challenge when those on the spectrum like to overthink. And for the listeners, C108, thank you through for more information. But I'll tell you this, having that trait has its pros and cons. One con of it is when they are thinking. They're not just going to look at your starting line to the finish line in a race. They're going to look at every step they take during the race. That is really good because they care, but it can be bad because you're kind of wasting time too when making a decision when you can easily just look at A and B when C may not even be existing. It's funny because we do My Way or the Highway and C103, My Way or the Highway, but we're going to look at the step anyway, even though we probably won't do it. But do we still do it? Yes. If the middle is the best and we've done all of our decision steps and it's just not working, we will take the middle even though the middle sucks. But if those on the spectrum do not like options A, B, or the middle, they're willing to leave the option at TBA, which stands for to be announced, or could also stand for not make it at all. And I'll explain this with something from professional wrestling. So for the listeners, C-154 to 157, the WWE specials, for more information. But I'm going to use something from the WWE series Storytime. So once upon a time, a commentator named Michael Cole, who is still wrestling today, thankfully, and is, yes, is one of my favorites. But anyway, he one time made a smart remark, Mr. McMahon. Well, Mr. McMahon was looking for him and Michael Cole was dodging the bullet. If someone mentions the bullet and we get hit with it, we will go into panic mode where it's like, uh, 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 because we do not know what to do. It's not like we didn't try. We can only take so much. It's the same with you. Everyone else gets stumped, so why are we getting looked at for getting stumped? It can be so traumatic that a certain word you say with the decision becomes a curse word, which means if you say that word, we're done. We're in panic mode. We shut down. All we hear is want, 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 want. And I have an actual story to tell you about this. So when I went to orientation, I learned I had to retake the math. Completely had a panic attack, but after a while, did learn I did get some sources. But if I didn't, you couldn't say the M word to me, which is math. If you did, it would have been a F5 natural disaster. But even with the solutions, it could still be a natural disaster. I'm so petrified I won't pass. It's not an F5 natural disaster, but now it's probably an F2 or an F3. So my solution here is if you're going to 
have that thought. Just don't mention it until it comes to it. You know you have to do it, but just wait to stress about it at the moment. I know you probably shouldn't, but you gotta look at your mental health right now. Depending on the person, some of the spectrum will stress when there is an endless amount of directions. Others will stress if you only have left and right. In my opinion, this isn't factual, but I believe 50% of those on the spectrum will stress if you just give chocolate or vanilla. The other 50 will stress if you give them chocolate or vanilla or strawberry. So as Tommy Toon would sing, which man are you? It all depends on the child. They might be the person who needs the full compass. The others might just need to look at west and east, but I don't care who you are. You still have to make decisions that aren't in your boundaries. If you like two options, you might have to make decisions with more. Or if you like more, you will probably have to make some with less. And parents, it is your responsibility to help them find it out. There are even certain places that are a factor that make decision-making hard. Some of those places include school. And school's hard because when we go to school, we have a goal. The goal is to take classes that will further expand our knowledge for our careers. And some classes don't do that, but how do we know if we only have a guidebook and the teacher's telling us, oh, take this class, oh, take this class. Or even the student's saying, oh, I love this class, man. You should really take it. This class, I learned a lot for being a computer technologist. Well, we don't want to be a computer technologist. Instead, we want to do biology. And we know biology is good, but what else is there? We can do all the online digging, but it still may be a waste due to it not being what we thought it was supposed to be originally. We just made a bad decision because we're in a class that we're twiddling our thumbs in. And I wish we could see the class in advance before we decide to take it. That might be a solution right there for principals and teachers is let us see the class one day before we make the ultimatum. Another place we have a tough time making a decision is working. For the listeners, C-135, you start Monday for more information. Even though we're great employees, making mistakes to us is a death sentence. We don't want to screw this up. No one has given the chance. And now you're giving it to us is wonderful. But as Aunt May said, with great power comes great responsibilities. And that responsibility is we cannot screw up, which in general you shouldn't. But is that too much pressure? I'm wondering for some. The answer is no with assurance. And if you make them want to come to work, there was a full year in my school where I actually wanted to go to school and do a job. It's the same way with work. Just like school should be a safe zone, work needs to be a safe zone, especially for those on the spectrum, because they can actually feel like they are doing something productive. The moment you make it non-productive, yeah, we're not coming. We want someone who, if we do screw up, instead of getting mad or blowing up in our face, will show us the job or hold us accountable fairly. We don't want a boss who will get mad and fire us for just dropping the silverware unintentionally. That's too much eggshells to walk on. Another place that makes decision-making hard is bars. And if you're over 18, you know this. And if you're under 18, I think you need to know this. I'll just say alcohol makes people act a little funny and a little too friendly, which makes me glad you're happy, but your judgment is off and your bad judgment could lead you into something very bad. Now, if you're on the spectrum and you're sober... You can't tell who's drunk. There are some cues, and you could tell who is sometimes, but there are some people that you just cannot tell if they're just happy to see you for real because they actually have a heart for you, or they're just friendly and trying to lean on everyone. The best way to determine is to do some research and look at the symptoms of someone being a little friendly, and if you feel uncomfortable, then get away from them and maybe leave even because, trust me, it's not worth going into fishy business. The final place I have a hard time making decisions is grocery stores. And I'll say grocery shopping is a nightmare, but you wouldn't think that because the store is organized and they're on shelves where you can see them. Well, you're right. They're organized, 
but it's bigger than my house. How am I supposed to find something that's in a place that's humongous? So I could find the eggs in my house, which is big, but it's average size. But a Walmart store, that's bigger than a giant beanstalk. And it's crowded in an open space that can just easily get pushed around in when there's literally people talking about, like, oh, what? Okay. And everyone needs to be quiet because I need to focus on my grocery shopping. So my idea is if you are like that, go to small grocery shops. It's still kind of torture, but the torture is more manageable. And you can make decisions, and that's the end goal, right? Now, Aspies, you might ask yourself this question or got to make this decision. Do I need to disclose that I have autism? Here is my answer and an official answer. My answer is what you do is up to you. The official answer is the first video below where... Autism from the inside is going to tell you. I will also say when those on the spectrum make a decision, they are influenced by their beliefs and personal values, even if the decision is wrong. So as I stated in previous episodes, those on the spectrum can easily be influenced. And when we're influenced, you'll do anything for that person. Anything. And I mean anything. Because they helped us. We're going to help them back by doing whatever they want. Whoever it is, whether it be a celebrity or someone else who just took us under their wing, who might be using this for deception, and for listeners C239, you've been tricked, or they're a good person, but they're going to make a bad decision. We'll still help them out. For example, if someone said to go free a prisoner, all right, we'll go free a prisoner and break the law because they told us to, we were influenced, they made us believe that this was right, and they used our personal values. That's something else too. Personal values can lead us to bad judgment because we think this is so important and it might be more important than something we actually should be doing for our future. And I actually have a perfect story with this. So a while back ago, I learned Nickelback was coming to Indianapolis and I've always stated, well, I'm going to go to Nickelback, period, end of story. Well, before that, we brought my father, and for listeners, C113, Father and Son Chat, for his birthday Leonard Skinner and ZZ Top concerts. The Leonard and ZZ concert was the day after the Nickelback, and we just realistically couldn't do two concerts. And I was frustrated, but I understood the frustration kind of led to disappointment because I thought I let myself down and I broke my own promise. And breaking my own promises is not easy when you're a reliable person. It brought my reliability down, which kind of stung me like a bead would. It is also hard when everyone else gives you a different answer. So today, if I asked who is the hottest celebrity that exists in 2023, we would all have different answers. Some would say Morgan Wallen. Some would say Nicole Scherzinger. Some would say Tom Cruise. Some might even say Joe Purcell, which I don't think is true because he's not famous. And as far as good looks, I'm not for sure. But in all seriousness, we would all get different answers, which is great for that but not when I'm trying to get a decision made here because it's crucial and it's important to me so when I'm getting different answers I don't know who to listen to I'm getting influenced by everyone I need to be influenced by one person not 5,000 people I gotta be the one in the one versus 100 game so how do you pick who to listen to or do you do your own I think if you don't know you go to the people first But after you go to the people, you pick three to five people. And then after you pick your three to five people, you write their ideas down. And then you pick which one you would do. And if you still don't know, go back to the drawing board, pick five new people, and do the same process. Because after doing it a while, trust me, you're going to see, oh, this is what I would do, and it makes sense to me. Something else you could do is talk to the person you trust the most. Now, I know most people on the spectrum have trust issues. But if if you get that desperate, you will ask someone, and that may be a family member or a friend. In the autism world, we also have something called decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is the lack of ability 
ability to make a decision after an extensive amount of thinking to see what this is and how it is damaging to us sometimes and how we can help those with decision fatigue look at the second video below now i will also say there are life factors that influence the decision aspies make some of those factors are gender if you're autistic and a male or autistic and a female you will experience autism differently you might share puberty granted but i'll tell you this one thing you will have differently is your interest because i'm just thinking about the average male with autism the average female with autism but the females will probably like female stuff such as cosmetics and cooking but the male stuff like male stuff such as monster trucks and hunting also i learned that the way they express it is differently too so maybe what boys like to do is gather information on guns but the other gender will probably just stare at zach efron's abs on her wall now you're probably wondering sam has this go with the decision making well it has everything to do with the decision making their interests are different they are wired to like that in their brains because of the way they're collecting the information, which is something they do share, but what they do differently is one might be more looking at the math of something while the other is looking at the English side of something. Another factor is age, and this isn't a motivational part. This is just the facts of life. The older you get, the more rational you become because kids are kids at the end of the day, and sometimes you cannot rationalize with them. In their brain, it's their way or no way at all, which can be very difficult to remember at any age, whether you're on the spectrum or not. It's maybe hard to do if you're on the autism spectrum because they're even more headstrong than the other child. They're not going to budge at all, I don't think. So, parents, I do want you to remember that you do have to show them and teach them and try to encourage them to go the other way but you have to remember too they're kids and you are the parent so you have to step up to be the parent when you can the final factor is a necessity versus want so we all know the necessity versus one activity where what do you want and what do you need? So we're not going to do it again. And I'll just say those on the spectrum know the difference between a necessity and a want. But here's the kicker. We get them mixed up sometimes. We think a necessity is in reality a want or a want is a necessity. And I'm sure everyone has something that they really, really, and I mean really badly want that in their brain, it's almost a necessity. They have to live it. So why are we getting shunned for that when I know someone else does it? And we do know the basics. We know that taking out the dog is more important than getting ACDC tickets for a small venue show. Aspies, I'll also tell you a solution because this has helped me a lot. Picking between the wants and the necessities or the necessities that I want or the necessities that I need is ask yourself this question. Will you ever have that moment again? In five years, is this band possibly going to come to your town? Now, if it's a yes, then you shouldn't do it this time, maybe. Maybe consider another time. But if you say no and you really believe that after examining their tour schedule, then yes, you can label it as a necessity. But get all the facts first before you make your decision. The biggest factor that deserves a separate place is dun 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 functioning level. There are some that cannot make decisions. However, there are some that society forgets about where they can make their own but just might need assistance. So I'm going to look at the side where society is incorrect first. Society is ignoring these people like myself and some of my buddies who can make decisions, who might choose something wrong here and there, but they still made a choice. And they can make the right choices even with help, or they can still do it even without help. I mean, right now, I decide when this podcast episode comes out. If that's not deciding, I don't know what is, but I'm not going to put all the sprinkles on the cake. There are some who cannot make their own decisions, and parents, it is your responsibility to 
make their decisions that they are really, really low functioning. And if you're exhausted, that's too bad in my opinion, because if you care about him enough, you'll take his mind with your mind too. I will be honest, even the most high functioning person with autism cannot make decisions he or she feels two emotions. Those emotions are anger and C212 flying off the handle for more information and D109 autistic butterflies for the other one, which is anxiety, but it is the worst time to make decision. And the reason why is you will jump the gun. If you think the impulsivity is bad when someone's drunk, wait till the impulsivity is bad with someone on the spectrum being angry or anxious because they're shifting their thoughts 24 seven. It's like, no, we're doing this. 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 No, no, no. This, 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 this. I made this decision. I'm sorry. I made this decision. Okay. If it comes to that, calm down. You're not going to get anywhere if you choose that. And I've done it before and it's hard to do. I'm working on it to this day, but we got to calm down. It has to happen. And if you feel like you had to make it even when angry, it's another too bad case because it's not possible to make a reasonable or rational decision when you're the And if you feel like you need to let the anger and anxious out, do it. But you got to get to a point where you're the easy type flow guy, where you're the easy surfer dude that can be like, ah, all right, we can ride with the waves and make this decision with a clear conscious. Now, folks, we right back right here after the Doug Flutie Jr. Autism Foundation. So let's get to it. At the Doug Flutie Autism Foundation in Massachusetts, people are receiving hope. The organization was established in 1998 by Doug Flutie, former quarterback for Boston College and the NFL, and his wife Lori in the memory of their son Dougie, who was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. The goal of the Flutie Foundation is to improve the quality of life for those with autism and their families. The biggest action they like to do is give grants and host their annual Stars on the Spectrum golf event. Our goal is to offer chances for physical and social activity outside of work or school, a path for education or employment during the day, and the resources needed to always feel safe, supported, and informed, the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation says. Make sure to visit them on their website, www.flutiefoundation.org. That's www.flutiefoundation.org. Or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even YouTube to see all the stars they have to offer. And you never know, you might be able to meet one of their stars if you are so kind they allow you to do so. Finally, if this was a testimony, this would be my testimony for the Doug Jr. Autism Foundation. All right, folks, we're back. You might meet Doug Flutie if you get to see him. You never know. Now, continuing my previous thoughts before the ad, you probably wonder, those on the spectrum use just emotions like anger and anxiety, or do they think you logic. I think it goes back to the Temple Grandin phrase, when you met one person on the autism spectrum, you met one person on the autism spectrum because everyone on the autism spectrum is different with their decision-making skills as well. Some will use emotions and lie off the handle sometimes and can be hotheads or can use the anxiety or some are logic. It'd be like, no, this is probably the way it goes. This is what makes sense. This is what the world taught us. So it's all circumstantial as well. There are certain cases where they might use logic. They might use emotions instead of what they typically think, but there's going to be at least one they mainly do. And in case you're wondering which one do I mainly use, I actually am one of those rare that uses both. I am a circumstantial case guy. I look at both sides in the emotion and logic. So whichever makes sense to think, I will think that. There are many reasons why those on the spectrum use emotions to make decisions. According to some general research in my thoughts, some reasons are not passed back thing or they hold grudges. So as we all know, humanity can be very evil to each other and do some of the most diabolical things to another species of their own. Well, 
It can be so evil that the person on the spectrum will not let it go. My abandonment with people who abandoned me is something I cannot let go. I've tried to forgive them, but I can't. It's also, in my view, evil. That's just wrong to do without telling them. You're telling them respectfully. I can understand that. You guys can only take so much. But doing it out of spite and out of pure black in your heart, yeah, there's something wrong with you on that one. Because if you think abandoning was the right thing to do, it's time to look in the mirror and reevaluate your decision and your life itself too. Another reason is move. Not talking about where I like to move it, move it, move it. No. I'm talking about where I was moved by a story. All humans come from different backgrounds and have different stories to share. Some are basic where they were born, they had a good life, and they have a family, and they had a great life. But some have been through a lot. It does inspire me. It inspired me to start this. And some people on Spectrum get moved so emotionally. I know one of them. If you listen to my interview with Ryan Steiner for the listeners, C-238, Running with Paula by Ryan Steiner, he said himself, he gets moved very easily. And I don't get moved very easily but I can get moved too with certain stories. I know I was moved the other day. I was advertising for my summer fest and I ran to a veteran who I thanked him for his service, but I learned he also had inoperable brain cancer and he's still living to this day. I was impressed, I was heartbroken, and I was moved. I'm not going to lie to you. They said he wasn't going to be here, yet he's speaking to me right now today. That's why I watch America's Got Talent, too. It's not just to see the talent, but to hear these incredible stories that had turned tragedy into triumph. Another reason is depression. So this isn't a decision by choice. It's what I call a forceful decision. As the listeners know, and I stated in this in previous episodes, I still had days where I live in the past, where my past still haunts me because a little bit of undiagnosed PTSD from getting abandoned and excluded. I still think the world's out to get me some days, and I know they're not, but I'm still on edge. And thankfully, I don't feel like this all days. It's just some days I do. Believe me, I don't like those days because I wasted a day when I could have done something to help the world out. However, I can't help how I feel because mental health, as we all know, is unexpected. The filing decision is sensory issues. And for the listeners, C123, sensitive feelings, more information. But sensory issues does make us have a decision. I have made the decision to not wear a wet t-shirt at the pool because I know my clothes will pinch and I'll take it off without any pair. Next thing you know, I'm running around the house shirtless and in public shirtless. It's a decision I made for the better. I know that I made some decisions with sensory issues because I couldn't take it. I'm not doing it for attention. I just can't get comfortable. And if I'm not going to be comfortable, I'm not going to do it. And what people need to understand, it's not a decision by choice. It's the difference between functioning and not functioning at all. On the flip side, there are some reasons why those on the spectrum make logical decisions. According to some general research and my thoughts, some are what I call a tarot card reader, or they believe they can predict the future. I'll be honest, sometimes we can. We're pretty good at predicting, telling you here's what's going to happen, and we're right. But when we know it's not going to happen, we still think we're right. We like to be the tarot card readers and like this is your future this is what could happen you're cursed so how do you determine which times were correct and not that's up to you and we can give you the advice but you decide if you're going to listen another reason is friends and c104 making friends again that grow for more information but those on the spectrum do want friends and we will use logical thinking with our friends whatever makes sense to us we will go with and we'll tell them too. We're not with our family. We can't be ourselves 100% around our friends, but we will be to an extent. They need help. We will help them. Another reason is most of the spectrum are detail-oriented. And that's not me trying to be motivational. That's the facts. And I'm not a doctor, like I said, but I can know some doctor facts. And one doctor fact I know is those on the spectrum are detail-oriented 
and produce a bottom-up strategy where it's step-by-step step and inch-by-inch. The attention to detail may be in the restricted interest or something else, but special interests have an emotional connection with us. That's what gives us the right for our emotional thinking. If you want us to use logical thinking for the world, don't we have to boost up our emotional thinking first? The final reason is we're naturally wired. Not all, but the majority of people on the spectrum do think logically. I bet Albert Einstein was a natural at math. He didn't have to practice, but he already had the natural instinct. And that's what those on the spectrum are doing when they're practicing for their future skills. And C205, find the blueprint listeners for more information. But when they're practicing, they're just enhancing their autism instinct because that is an instinct we were born with and we can't help what we do with instincts. However, there are times where we think with emotions and logic. We do that if the decision is going to affect the way our life will go in the future. We think the plaintiff and the defendant have a compelling case. And we don't believe there's any reason to convict anyone because both sides have fair and valid points and could be right. So then we go to the flaws. And yes, I have to sing this. Let the flaws hit the floor. If the flaws don't make sense, they're hitting the floor. And if the flaws do make sense we'll use that they'll be like okay because of this flaw the plaintiff is right or because this flaw makes sense the defendant is right now if the flaws make sense and there's still no agreement it's time for someone to step in and either a aid us or b make the decision for us sometimes we even avoid decision making because we'd rather let the decision come to us naturally i think there are points in our life where decisions are made for us where are you going to go to Disneyland or Orlando? We'd rather just be like eeny, meeny, miny, mo. It's a bad example, but you get where I'm going with this one. The Jason Aldean tickets get to them instead of them buying it online. And I'll tell you the way to do this is to do some incredible work. Because of the incredible work I've done, I've got to live opportunities that came to me naturally. Not because I asked, but because they asked me. There'll still be opportunities, even if you don't do the work I do, that people will ask you. It could be getting the manager. That's an opportunity that came to you naturally. And it's a decision you can make naturally. I think you know the answer, but you can still decline. Maybe you just look at it and then you say, if, if I'm a good fit, I'll do it. Or if I'm not, then I won't do it. And that just shows that in life, it's great because you can let some food drop off your plate without making a humongous mess. I will also say, as we said, to avoid decision-making if it's going to affect a behavior with autism such as transitions or a lack of control. But read the third article below from PDA Society to explain demand avoidance. Now, I'm going to be right back running here actually from someone new, Rock 96.1 radio station. So let's get to it. We want to thank 96.1 The Query, especially David and Dan Hayes for being a gold sponsor for our Summerfest. 96.1 residents in Bloomington, Indiana and like Autism Rocks and Rolls, they rock and roll too. Visit their website at rock961fm.com to hear them out. And when they're on the station, be sure to listen to them live on their website or catch them on the radio in your car. If you like KISS, Queen, 80s Rock, or ZZ Top, I think you have found your station. 96.1 also supports our adventurers, so you should support them too. Visit 96.1. Yeah! All right, folks, we're back. And if you listen to this radio station, you'll rock you! Now, parents are always to help your child on the spectrum make the choice. According to personal experience and some general research, some ways you can help out is give pros and cons of each option. This is what helped me, what my mother would do for the listeners. See one of five, meet my mother for more information. But what she did was she would literally lay out, all right, here are the options. Here's your pros and cons. Thank you very much. What do you want to do? And then I would make the decision because I got to see how this will be good, how this will be bad. And we thought of all the bad. What you didn't think of, we thought of. What you thought was good, we thought of too. That may not have been good. So maybe try listening around and trying to see if looking at it on paper will be beneficial for you. Another idea you can do is remember to not play bias because you think you have the solution 
and you want them to, in that moment, be you. But here's the deal. At the end of the day, they're not you. They had to solve this on their own. You need to help them fair and square. And fair and square does not mean putting one option over the other. It means looking at them evenly and trying to see why would he think this, even though I think this. Another thing you need to remember, parents, is there's no impulsiveness. There's no need to go, Timmy, you need a that's not how you help at all. Granted, I know it's not fair that we get to be impulsive and you don't, but you need to be the bigger person since you're the adult. And if you do become impulsive, we get more impulsive to where we shut down and there's no outweigh of the impulsiveness. So it's better to stay calm and to relax yourself too. And if you need to step away, step away. Don't walk into the fire. Final idea you can do, parents, is talk it out. Yes, I have to sing it too. Now talk it out. Now talk it out. Now, now, now where's the top? Where's the top? Where's the top? Now talk it out. All right, but in all seriousness, the best idea you could probably do is just discuss it. You can say, well, remember, you got to take this into consideration. You got to take this into consideration. We can handle some consideration and some stuff in our mind where we can organize it in the drawer. Now, if it's too much and the drawer gets overloaded, whole new ballgame. However, we can have some cabinets in the drawer. It doesn't have to be zero. It just has to be 50 instead of 100 files. To those on the autism spectrum, there are things you can do as well, though. According to some general research and personal experience, some ways you can help yourself is you can go to your special interest. And I wish I would do this more often because my special interest is a safe zone. Your special interest is not only your thing, but it's a place that takes you into a whole new world that feels good and is almost considered heaven. As Kenny Chesney says, everybody wants to go to heaven? Well, you can go to heaven a little early, my friends, because we get to experience a world where we only wish we lived in and we're hoping we can go there permanently after our life is over. And when we see that life in the future... That just makes us smile, and we can now step outside of Heaven's Gates and make the decision and come in refreshed like a brand new man. And yes, I got to see this too. I saw the lights. I've been baptized. I'm a brand new man. Another idea you can use, you can ask trusted friends. I'm not telling you to ask the person you knew for a year. I'm talking about people you've known since diapers. I mean, if they've been in your life for that long, they know you well enough and they will tell you, okay, because I know you well enough, this is what you should do and this is how you, you could perceive it, my friend. I know my best friend, BJ, and for the listeners, C142, identical yet opposites by BJ Yoho, but if I had a trouble issue because he knows me well enough and he knows how I operate, I would go to him and be like, hey, you know how I am, man? I'm having this issue... What do you think I could do? And he would probably tell me, well, this is what I would do. And we, we may see eye to eye on it, though. It just depends on the day, I guess, and what the situation is. But he cares enough to take the time to help me and make the decision I need to. And that's all I can really ask for. Another idea is no second thoughts. Or in this case, do not look back. When you make your decision, answer it and lock it in. Do not hesitate to hit the button. I know in Dumb Ways to Die, it says do not press the red button. Well, I'm telling you, press the red button and lock. Not look back. Do not turn your head. You keep going forward and be proud of yourself that you made a decision by yourself because sometimes making a decision by yourself without parents' help is a step to independency. The final idea you can do, and this is just way to end, is make it fun. That's what I did recently. I recently went to Subway to get a sub and I couldn't determine if I wanted jalapenos on my sandwich. So I was getting stressed so I came up with a little jingle. So I was like, should I jalapeno should I not should I jalapeno should I not you don't have to do it all the time granted you probably don't want to do with something serious that's going to affect you in five years but if it's something simple go for it life's too short not to laugh about it and you might as well make some memories instead of stressing about the hard times when it's really easy to make a decision 
on. In conclusion, yeah, yeah. No, in all seriousness, in conclusion, those on the spectrum understand decision-making has to exist in our lives. However, there are times that it is not plausible to make our own without guidance. Some decisions are harder for us than you. The answer may have been right in front of us, but like you, don't we miss clues in the escape room all the time? I want to leave you with a question. The question is, do you know what it's like to think about a decision 24-7 without breaks? Well, folks, I think I'll be all friends. I hope you learned something about decision-making, and I want you right now to go make a decision. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. Hope you enjoy listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.